Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. This is season three, episode 11. I know someone who can do that cheaper. Dun, dun, dun. I've really been looking forward to this one, actually. It is like a full-on Dirty Look episode. I was triggered yesterday. Let me tell you, I was watching um, this YouTube video of this girl. She kind of reads um like text messages and emails and things of entitled people and she just kind of reacts to them and there's one on um I'm gonna have to find it for you Brittany and send it to you but um there was one that I was watching last night where it was a lady who she got a message from somebody wanting to commission a blanket and I don't remember exactly, like, the size and all that. But anyway, the lady, I think, quoted her, like, $400. And she wanted it also, like, all wool, by the way. Like, ooh, ooh. And so... so Right. And I think that it was, like, I don't know, like, a queen size or something like that. But Oh, um, man. Right. But so she quoted her, like, $400 or something. And the lady was like that's ridiculous and how much are you spending on yarn because the yarn doesn't cost that much and all this and just goes on and on and I'm feeling like my blood boil and like my heart rate (laughs) really from watching this because it's all conversations that I know that we've all had at some point and then the lady was like that's um what did she say like robbery or whatever and She's like, I'm going to put you out of business. And the lady's like, I'm not even in business. First of all, you messaged me and asked me (laughs) to make you something. Mm. Like, um, so anyways, it goes on for a while. And the woman ends up saying, you know, she knows somebody who could do it cheaper. And I was like, if I had a dollar for every time someone said, can I take a picture of this blanket or this hat or this scarf or this shawl or whatever it is? Because it costs too much, but I know someone who can do it cheaper. I could pay this house off. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, though, because even if you use cheap yarn, like I'm talking basic, cheap, acrylic, whatever, Walmart, for like a queen size blanket, that's still a lot of yarn. Yeah, and I don't care. Like, I have a queen size bed. I have bought several bed spreads over the years. And I mean, you would you would get a comforter sometimes like a, a really nice one or whatever even for say like a hundred bucks or right. something you know mm-hmm. and that's not even handmade like that's literally like mass produced in a factory <laughs> somewhere cheap, yeah cheap uh raw goods you know yeah so i just don't even know but um yeah so I was watching that last night and was like, this would actually probably be a really good topic for the podcast because I know everyone who has ever sold anything. It doesn't even have to be yarn related. It doesn't have to be knitting or crochet. Just any kind of art whatsoever is people wanting it for free or for the cost of materials or they just want the idea so they can try to peddle it around and have somebody do it for less I'll go ahead and call myself out, though. I also think that there are definitely times that I see something and I'm like, oh, I bet I could make that cheaper. And then I try to do so. And then I spend more in the cost of, like, the crafting materials (laughs) 
than it would be to just have bought said product. So I also do feel a little guilty of that because there's sometimes like something looks, it's deceiving. It looks like, oh man, they just make it look so easy in these little videos. 30 seconds later, boom, you've got a new armoire. This is not how it is in real life. Not real well, life. Yes, and you wouldn't, and I know you for a fact, wouldn't go to, say, like, someone's craft booth and be like, oh, that's ridiculous. I can make that cheaper myself. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't just right. like, I might be rude. It. Right. Right, and entitled like that and be like, oh, you're charging $200 for this armoire. Um, I would like to just pay you for the cost of paint. <laughs> <laughs> and even if that, not all of the paint. <laughs> and I saw... Um, Oh, oh, and also sidebar real quick. Can I also tell you how much it irks me too when people would like to pay you an exposure if you give it to me for free? I will shout you out on my Instagram to my four followers. Right, right. Send them your way. Let them know that for 62 hours free of your time. Right, I can't. Like, I can't. It makes me, like, I'm going to go to jail one of these days. <laughs> I just don't understand can't. people. Well, even the stupid BBC radio folks. Oh, yeah. I know how they ran their game, remember? Yep. Yeah. I. It's just, it's it's bananas to me, the amount of entitlement. And also, furthermore... When we charge things, and I know everybody listening to this can relate, when we charge our prices, we are not just factoring in time and labor and cost of materials. I am also factoring in my experience. I am going to charge you for the near 30 years worth of experience of crocheting that I have. (laughs) That is worth money. And yes, it is because it's not going to fall apart. You're tension in your stitch work is uniform across the board it's not like say a new crochet earner might look um it is a honed in skill even me it's taken me a while to like level out my tension um and depending on the yarn it's still iffy but yeah i agree the experience in itself not everybody knows the stitches that you know and can do the different patterns that you can do because those are more advanced and it's a hobby for me. Like, it's something that is fun for me. So when you take the thing that is my fun and turn it into my job, I'm going to pay or I'm going to charge you for that, too. Because now I'm an employee. Right. <laughs> and now I product. need to get paid. I need to get that money. Right. So, it, I don't know. There's a lot of factors that go into pricing. And I know, again, anybody here listening, whether you're a crocheter or knitter or painter or hairdresser or whatever it is that you do for art, I would consider even being like a makeup artist or hairdresser or nail tech or whatever. Like that's art too. So I, I think that it is validating in this episode, especially you can charge whatever you want. It's your stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if somebody says that they can get it done cheaper, by all means, let them. Do you remember when we were at Lucasville that first year when we were in that big barn? Uh-huh. And there was the lady who was behind us who sold the books. Yeah. She, I remember her saying, don't let anybody take pictures of your product. You worked hard on that. You 
did that, you know, yourself with your own time. Don't let anybody cheapen it by taking pictures of it and trying to get it done cheaper by somebody else. And that has always stuck with me also because she said the same thing. She's like, when people ask if they can take pictures, I say, you can take a picture of me, but you can't take a picture of my stuff. And I just, I don't know. I really liked her anyway, but (laughs) I just. We have such a wide array. Was that the same year the Avon lady put a hex on us? Yes. Well, no, it wasn't the same year. Is that we said the same year? Uh-huh. No, it was the one who was in that big barn that first year that we... It had, like, the open underneath, kind of, like, the big open barn? Yes. Okay. And she was behind us, and she sold, like, the books and rugs and a whole whole mishmash of stuff, but I remember specifically the books. And, um, yeah, I remember her saying... Um, not to let anybody take pictures of your work and when i did the scarecrow festival last year there was the people in the um space next to me that guy made wooden walking sticks and canes that he hand carved himself and stained and everything it was super cool and so many people i heard say i could get that for less I could make that for less. I know somebody that could do that for less. I've seen that at such and such flea market for less. And he was really disheartened. And his wife said, you know, he hand makes all of these. He hand whittles the wood. He picks out the wood himself. She said they have trees on their property. He cuts down like the limbs or whatever. And literally starts from like a branch and whittles this thing completely out. And for people to come up constantly and tell him that like they can get it for cheaper like I was sad for him they said they wouldn't be back this year because they were like this just this isn't the place for us or like this isn't where people are really appreciating the craftsmanship that's going into and they're just looking for something cheap which I think that that also festival season craft fair season and stuff coming up that's something to take into consideration also is what is the what is the venue like or the situation like? Like, is it a place that's known for crafts where there might be some appreciation for it? Is it like looky loos who are really just coming to look and not actually buy anything? Because that seems to be every single Christmas bazaar or craft show that I've ever done. I never sell anything at Christmas time. Or, you know, is it kind of like a flea market type situation where people are really just kind of like doing a rummage sale type thing with, you know, garage sale type items because I think that's that's an important consideration. Like for instance, I learned that when we did Lucasville, that was probably not the best place for the crafts of our type. It was a lot of like mm-hmm. antiquities and things. And so I don't know. I think just doing your research before you go helps also helps down or cut down on those I can get that cheaper from blah, blah, blah. If you know that that is the caliber of clientele that is coming typically to whatever that event is. I like to, um, I've been trying to, whatever I make, I cut off a lot of the tags now have like a QR code on them. Oh yeah. Um, and I like putting it with the yarn that way, if they want to know how much that yarn is, you can scan it right there and show them exactly what yarn that is. Oh, good call. Because people just think yarn is cheap and it's not. I know. Um, yeah. Man, I saw a yarn the other day and I'm trying to remember what the name of it was. 
it was like a sock yarn, so it was very small, but it was like a, not, it's not hand pulling, I guess, but what's the other, like, you know, the, the one that's flowers, the yarn that like, self it's like self-striping but if there's a pattern in it this one is mm -hmm. um like called ye old flag or something but it's like a darker blue and then it has like white speckles through the blue and then it's red oh okay and they were making a sock with it i think it was in one of the sock knitting groups i'm gonna have to look it back up now but it was so pretty but i i need to just master the socks first before i buy any more sock yarn because I haven't finished a pair yet. So I'm demanding of myself to get a pair finished first before I'm allowed to buy any new yarn for socks. <laughs> it's so yeah. cute. Uh, I don't know. Some of those are really neat how the design just comes out like in the yarn. I don't know. The flower ones I really like too. I want to try some of them sometime. With all yes. the free time that I have here, you know, you could totally understand that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, well, I finally got that granny square blanket done this week and I've started on my ripple blanket and now I'm feeling very much up against the clock on <laughs> the ripple blanket. Um, I've got 15 weeks to get that okay. finished, which is doable. But again, that's going to have to be the only thing that I work on between now and then. Yeah. But I did post a picture of your granny square blanket. Yeah. On our Facebook page. So if you want to go check out our Facebook page at Nina Silk Seal. Um, it's amazing. It really, really turned out nice. Thank you. I I washed it. And oh, then yeah? mm -hmm, and I I really liked that because now it's got it's not so stiff. It's got more of like a drape to it. So oh, when I nice. put it on the bed, like it just like covered the bed really nice. And then I flipped it upside down and there was only six of the 99 squares that needed the ends kind of weaved back in and tucked in. And I was like, that's impressive. Six out of 99 after being washed is not bad. So I have now folded it up and put it in its tote where it is going to stay nice and safe and warm until <laughs> competition time. Until it's time to take down Arch Nemesis number one. Yes. God rest her soul. This was Eric, Eric <laughs> and I were actually talking about that last night. And he was like, here's the thing. He's like, I know you're not going to say anything because you never say anything. He's like, because you don't want to, you know, cause a disturbance or anything. But I'm going to say something. He said, if I see that blanket again and it is under her name, being that she has passed away or it's the same blanket that's maybe put in one of her kids' names or something, um, he's like, we don't have to do it that night. We don't have to do it, you know, the first night of the fair because I, I just want to go and enjoy myself. I don't want to get like upset, and riled up, right? And cause a scene, you know. So he said, you know, we don't have to say anything that first night. Um, he's like, we can go enjoy our night because, like, that's the night of the calf scramble and stuff, and we like to do all that. So, yeah. Um, but he said, um, we will go back later that week if that happens, and he's like, and we. It will be addressed, he said, because it's not even so much about not winning. He was like, you know, I know that you don't care to not get first place or even second. I don't even care to not place. I care if someone is cheating and that's why I'm not winning. Right. And, and not just for me, but for everybody. Because he's like, you're paying your money like everybody else to enter. 
So it's not like, you know, you're doing it for free and getting bragging rights and all that. Right. Like you're paying money <laughs> to, to yeah. enter for something that someone has already won. I don't know how it pays out there, but I know from our experience in our other county last year, um, I think we paid, what, $35 for mm-hmm. entry? Yeah. And then clean swept on blue ribbons. And then the payout check, I think, was $9. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's still like not that you even come out ahead. No. Let alone your materials cost and time spent for the project. Right. And I don't mind to pay that money because you also get, you know, like your week pass or whatever. And that gets you in there, which which is also good because there are different events that I like to go and see in the evenings and stuff. So that's fine. But and I don't mind being a patron of the fair. I grew up in 4-H and you know I I support or whatever I was gonna say I support 4-H and FFA and all that I'll pay the money I'm not that's not the issue at all but it's when I'm paying money to participate in something when the winner has already been chosen I have a I have a problem with that I have a beef (laughs) everybody deserves at least a fair shake like and if when it, and not even so much like the winner's already been chosen also, which I cannot confirm nor deny that. I just I know that they have to know that that's the same blanket that keeps reappearing every year. But let's everyone turn a blind eye. Right. Let's um, give the benefit of the doubt here and say that that's not not the case or whatever. But it does specifically say in the rules you can enter the same blanket several years but if you win first place one year you are not allowed to re-enter that same blanket again the following year you're not allowed to enter it for two years after you win first place so if she wanted to enter it again two years down the road that's perfectly fine too but you cannot keep re-entering the same blanket year after year after year right so i i'm not going to hopefully see it this year because like I said she has passed away but I am I am hoping that it is not there this year and that they they give it a rest because I am going to struggle with keeping my composure I'm with Eric on this one I say that if it's there like we stage a riot or something because that's what you said he's like we're gonna have a conversation about it he said with whoever like the board or the committee is or whoever it is that's in charge of that he said because it's not fair for you to pay your money and the same blanket continuously being submitted right I mean, it's their rules. If they want to change the rules, then sure. But that's not the current rules. Right. So. Yeah. Um, I'm almost finished my little baby hat for my customer. I'll probably try to finish it tonight because uh, I'll see him tomorrow. Oh, fun. So um, that makes me happy. It was just a fun little something to distract me because I was bored with working on the stupid tiny yarn poncho. Um, yeah. it's going to be really pretty when it is done, but until then, I still hate tiny yarn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, I just feel like I can honestly be working on it forever. Like a solid hour, I'll turn on a show and be like, okay, well, while you're watching this show, let's get some knitting done. And then I'll get done and be like, cool, it doesn't even look like you got a half an inch in length added on here. And I've been working on it forever. So I just, it's just not... 
I don't know, uh, very rewarding for me when I use the tiny stuff because I'm just impatient. Yeah. I I think that I bit off more than I can chew with this ripple blanket being as big as it is because it's going to be a queen size. Oh. And then I looked at my yarn and I was like, Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Because I'm single crocheting the whole thing and it's it's just going to be a yarn eater. And I was like, mm, maybe I didn't buy enough yarn <laughs> now that I think okay. about it. Are you... Can you do it down to like a full size, or no? You don't want to do that. Or I guess no, I'd have to rip it all out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm already eight rows in. I mean, it's yeah. not really that big of a deal. But then I would have already lost a day on it or a night. Right. I agree. I. I mean, if they would just let me bring my yarn to work though, and just crochet while taking calls, it would make my life a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, that would be dreamy. I always tell <laughs> my customers that I wish I could just bring a dog in the car with me because most of what I do on the day-to-day is, you know, driving from one customer to the next and visiting, you know, their warehouses and things. And a lot of these customers have dogs and I'm always so jealous. Like, how fun would it be to be like, all right, dog, let's go to work for the day. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I've learned a lot of my customers' dogs keep up with them all I don't, it's it's silly but uh i'm always jealous of them i think that that would always be fun too what if i get a doctor's note or something that says that i have um i don't know anxiety or something well i've already got a doctor's note that says that but what if i yeah. can just have them put on there that i need to crochet to stay calm it's so funny because um <laughs> They were uh, laughing at me in the office today, actually, because somebody bought $593 worth of makeup from Alta Beauty on my credit card without my permission. So I had to call the credit card company to dispute that because I haven't used that card in... That is horrendous. Since, like... Since what, like August of 2021 or right. something? Yeah. A long, long time ago. So it was just one that I kept open. Like I hadn't closed it, but there wasn't anything on it. And so obviously I was alarmed to see that there was a charge on that card this morning. Especially for <clears throat> that much. Oh my gosh. Right. So that already kind of put me in a sour mood. Well, then um, we have a coworker who he was over at his desk and he was like, Hey, when you get a second, can you look at this? Um, I want your opinion on something. And I immediately was like, burn it down. And he was like, uh, <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> like somebody better check on Sarah. If he's officially lost their Right. Mind. I was like, I'm so sorry. I apparently chose violence today. How can I help you? <laughs> I, I don't know. I threatened to burn a lot of things down too. And I forget that like, not everyone here knows me like they did there. So like in Ohio, I could threaten to burn something down and then would be like, ha ha ha. Yeah, okay, burn it down. Here, I'm like, that's cool. I will burn it to the ground. And it's just like deer in headlights looking right. back at me. And I'm like, I mean, not. And now you're on a watch list. <laughs> I mean, and now I'm going to get a call from safety. But um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really want to choose violence, but I feel like people make me sometimes, most of the time, all the time. <laughs> I know. I uh, I was like, I'm no longer calm 
for the rest of the day today. I'm just going to go ahead and let you know that I am going to be at decibel 100 today about everything because now my day has been ruined. Yeah, I I had to be up early today to drive to Richmond for our monthly meetings. And I, I have a, a dark sense of humor sometimes, especially when it comes to death. I feel like it's likely a coping mechanism. My sister's the same way. We've had a lot of death in our family. So we don't have any parents, of course. And like I, I tend to make inappropriate jokes about that on occasion. <sighs> not good and I don't know why I'm like this but today I'm at work early it's like 7 30 or so and uh some of the folks at the first round of meetings were looking at my new tattoo that I got which you know is a big truck and some flowers and whatever I think it looks great but not everybody's cup of tea which is fine um but one of one of my co-workers there said oh, I bet your parents are proud <laughs> and without even random your, well yeah about the tattoo and without even missing a beat i was like well i don't have any parents guys so don't have to worry about that and like they all turned and looked at me like super sad faced and i died laughing like I, what is wrong with me but then they were like we can't even look you in the face right now we're so 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 sorry and i'm like no seriously like i was laughing it's fine it was it's a fact i don't have any parents but i don't I figure out how to stop saying things like that at inappropriate times because if you could have just seen the look on everyone's face. Well, and I like even still though, like I couldn't even imagine saying that to somebody. I hope they were uncomfortable because like that's just <laughs> in general just a rude thing to say. In in their defense, uh they're all pretty rowdy and like everybody gives everybody a pretty hard time that early in the morning. Uh, we have these rounds of meetings and there's about 30 ish in each round and these guys are always the first three in and every time they always give me a hard time because they say I drink too much coffee so they're like get her out of here cut her off she doesn't need any more caffeine you know and it, I mean it's literally 7 30 in the morning but so I'm used to them giving me a hard time but it just they weren't I guess expecting that in response and I don't know. It was just, they all felt bad. And I, I mean, I just literally laughed in their faces about it. Like it was funny and it's not, I know that it's not, but I mean, it, it was a sick burn back at them. Uh, I don't know. I just think the my, same way. Um, I think my family likes it when I am at serious events because I am shameless when it comes to <laughs> making jokes and stuff. Like you can always count on me lightening the mood because like I I can't just let a moment just be a moment <laughs> you know what I yeah mean? I, I do uh... like every time I walk into something you're like oh Sarah's here hi how's Sarah doing and what's going on and whatever and but it's because like everyone is just like mopey and I'm not having it <laughs> like, I'm just not having it yeah, I uh, I get the giggles at really inappropriate times like that, and I'm supposed to be serious. And I mean, as as anybody that's listened to like I don't know every other episode of this podcast knows, once I get the giggles, there's not a lot of like reeling it back in for a while. Yeah. So imagine in like a super serious event, like I don't know a funeral. Yeah. Uh, I am known to get the giggles at really inopportune times. Yeah. 
Well, I'm like, I don't choose to be sad ever. Like if, if I can find a lightheartedness about a situation or make the situation more lighthearted or turn frowns upside down, if you will, I'm going to do that. Like <laughs> You can count on it. Like I'm not going to just let sadness be sadness if it doesn't have to be. There's already too much of that in the world as it is and the people who are just sad because they choose to be sad like why why is that a choice i don't know yeah, i agree i'm just not there i guess yeah it's i and i you know i'm the same i don't understand i don't understand but you know i guess because like you said we're not there but shoo usually if i'm upset about something like it is because i have already tried everything else that i possibly know to do to make the situation better and it is more so not because i am sad about a situation but more because like i feel defeated because i have done everything that i can do there's nothing more that i can do and i don't know how to make it better yeah yeah it's uh i don't know it's it's unique for sure. I was going to ask you too, how's your temperature blanket coming? Not to change gears, but I didn't want to oh, forget no. to ask you why I was thinking about it. Um, It's fine. I've got tonight's and yesterday's temperatures to add. I am into March, so I am finally starting to oh, get myself caught up. I don't know how I always get, to, well, I got this far behind because I had a lot of stupid work travel, but uh, I'm finally into March, so I'm I'm feeling it there. Uh, still really enjoying these colors and also appreciating the fact that I just chose a basic knit stitch and nothing fancy and no pattern. I mean, it might look basic as all get out, but, yeah. but it's at least uh, easy going. Now I'm afraid that I made mine too wide this time and I don't know that the length is going to be long enough. I don't, I don't know why I can't just count stitches to like <laughs> a normal size. <laughs> I just, I don't know. So I'm like, okay, so maybe my temperature blanket now, like, if I were to lay it on my bed, because long length, or like width-wise, if I were to turn it around and make that the length and stuff, like, it definitely would fit a queen bed. Like, it's it would definitely be long enough for that. Okay. And right now, it's definitely wide enough for a queen bed. I don't know if that's going to be long enough, though. But, I mean, we are only, like, not even halfway through April. So, possibly. Yeah. I'm just trying to think where I'm at now times three and a half ish, four ish. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You have like one of the like flexible measuring tapes or like the fabric type measuring tape to measure it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, maybe that would work to be a good idea. Yeah. I need to I need <laughs> you should see me trying to measure Lucas um his height for his um driver's permit because they ask you huh how tall is he yeah because they ask you their height and weight and um i was i was trying to use just a regular tape measure um because we just have one in the kitchen and he's five eight but (laughs) you should have seen me trying to control this tape measure and also like get it lined up to the top of his head and the bottom of his feet. <laughs> like, oh, man. It was a mess. I was like, I might just have to guess. We might just have to go with our best guess. Five, eight already. And we did uh, actually have a scale. I know that I was telling you that I couldn't find a scale anywhere and that I feared that it had been thrown out, but it was in the <laughs> garage. 
Oh, perfect. Perfect. I'm glad you found it. Yeah, I sent Eric a message and was like, hey, where's that scale? Because I have looked all through the house and I can't find it. And he's like, it's out in the garage on the weight bench, which is something else that we don't really use that we should. <laughs> so you. I've got an exercise bike that I don't use, but should. I need to start doing it again. I was doing really good and like I would... If I wanted to watch like one of my recorded shows, then I would have to ride the bike while I watched it because it's not that bad. I mean, you're you're sitting on something, you know, riding mm-hmm. this bike, but um, it would at least get me like usually about three miles in for an hour long show or, you know, more just depending on what pace I went. But I didn't mind yeah. that. And then I just got away from it and put the thing in the closet and that was all she wrote. I need to drag it back out sometime. <sighs> Yeah, I think I might do that step bet challenge again this year. Um, But I'm going to wait until after Mother's Day, I think, before I sign up for it. Because you have to commit to doing, like, a certain step goal a day. And Um, if it... I don't want to do that until I know that it is going to be warm outside and stay warm outside. And not get trapped where you can't do it. Yeah, for right, sure. Because I don't want to lose my money if it's like raining outside or frosting and I don't feel like going outside that day. Yeah, and our luck, that's exactly what it would be. Yeah, but I got $40 last time I did it. So huh? I was like, I walk every day anyway, so might as well make that's a little true. make a little coin on the side while I'm doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you are a walking machine. Both, I mean, both of you guys always have been. Yeah. What's the longest walk you've taken? Like, I know you guys walked the trailer or the path in town a lot. Yeah, um, I would say, like, aside from doing, like, an actual trail trail and just, like, a general walk, I would say usually maybe, like, seven miles. We try to do that, like, once a week. Kudos. But, like, when we walk, like um like cedar point and stuff and we're doing that all day long i mean it's oh yeah maybe like 11 or 12 step. miles but that's like an exception <laughs> that's not that's not every day right yeah that's uh man we walked so much when we were in nashville and i'm not sure why nobody warned us like it's either all the way downhill to where you're like nice or all the way uphill where you're dying <laughs> Next i was gonna dying. get you a barbie car I know something. Something. Well, I mean, and I at least being prepared, I had flat shoes. But I mean, I'm just, I'm just not in shape, really. So like, those steep incline walks back, I would be, you know, everybody's like conversating, and I'm like, yeah, you know, dying, dying, dying. I'm not cut out for all that. I'm definitely no you. Uh, Oh, to me, it's. It's more about just decompressing. I feel like I've already told Eric Friday. I said, don't make any plans Friday night. I said, I am going to come straight home from work, change my clothes into like shorts and t-shirt and my tennis shoes. I said, we're going to go for a walk and then we'll go get takeout afterwards. Like we usually do in the summertime. I was like, but I need to just decompress by the end of the week. Like I am so full of pent up energy and stress and everything else that I'm like I just need to release some endorphins (laughs) yeah and it's so nice especially right now like I know you guys had a really nice temperature today I think we got to like 73 here today and it was like no clouds in the sky and just absolutely stunning out Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Well, and, and then during the week, it's really hard for us because Eric works at night. And so we have to get back to the house so I can get dinner fixed and he can lay down for his nap for a couple hours before he's got to go into work tonight. Mm, so yeah. it's like we during the week, we just can't really walk that far because just our schedules just doesn't really allow it. But right. Friday nights, he doesn't work Friday nights and I don't work the next day. So when I get home from work on Fridays, like that's our takeout night anyway. So I'm like, we just need to go for a little, even if it's like an hour, we just go for a walk, then go grab takeout, come home, eat, call it a night, even if it's a late dinner, which is fine too, because in the summertime, like I am generally not in the mood to be eating a full on dinner when it's still like 85, 90 degrees outside. Oh my gosh. Yes. And if anything, like a cool salad or a pasta salad, something cold, like mm-hmm. not heavy. Um, right. I'm just, yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. It's going to get hot down here. Like I, I don't think I'm prepared. It was, we had two days last week where it was 87 already here. And I don't know that I really thought this through. Uh, I'm going to melt. I'm going to melt this whole summer. So I've got to figure that out. If anybody has any don't look like you're dying of a heat stroke in front of your customer advice, I welcome it. (laughs) You know what you should get? You know those things that like go around the back of your neck that have like the fans on the ends of them? I I was going to say, you could just walk into your customers with like these little mini fans just oscillating. Yes, just like Marilyn Monroe. My hair is just blowing in the wind. (laughs) Um, No, we have those from baseball in years past because I don't know how many games we went to also where I thought I was going to die and so did Remington like She's just not a fan of the heat or anything like that in general. But but we had him one year and she got another little girl's hair stuck in like the fan part of it. Oops. Oh, it was not good. It was not good at all. Oh my but, gosh. Uh, but I do have those. I mean, it would look ridiculous. But I mean, I don't know how many times even last year, you know, we moved mid-August. Um, I would be like on a customer dock and just sweating profusely like feeling like a total fool but i mean the people that are from here are just used to it so like it doesn't phase them at all what's that it's 99 degrees without the heat index let's walk out to the hottest part of the warehouse and have a small discussion there um i like i was literally dying so i cannot imagine what this year is going to be like i want to sound very eastern half of the united states here and say if it weren't for the humidity (laughs) yes Oh my gosh. I know. I'm going to have entire months of not straightening my hair. Like it's our, it's already like weirdly in the morning. It's just weirdly muggy, but we are so close to the water and the ocean and the bay that it's, it's not going to be a good hair season for me either. I feel like, uh, just going to have to embrace the wild and it is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, Eric, Eric and I were watching this YouTube video or well, YouTuber that we watch sometimes when he was in Ohio. Um, the, I think it's maybe like a couple months ago. No, no. There's definitely leaves on the trees. So it would have been summertime, but anyway, maybe he just uploaded a couple months ago, but um, we were watching him and he was in Ohio and it was like a three hour long video that we were watching because oh, he wow. was like hitting like all the spots in Ohio. Yeah. And Eric and I like watching it because, like, we live here, but we don't know everything that's here, obviously. Oh, yeah. So, like, we like to watch it so we can see different, you know, things 
to do or try or going on. Well, anyway, I, I mean, within the first maybe 30 minutes of this video, he must have complained about the humidity four or five times because he's from the West, like oh, Texas okay. or something maybe. And the further out west you go, like, the less humidity there is. Right. It's very dry. Mm -hmm. And he just, like, kept talking about the humidity and, like, how hard it was to breathe. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, it's like a hot, wet blanket. (laughs) We had a coworker visit uh, one time from Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And he walked from uh, the conference center to the... uh, IT building that was previously across the street, yeah. which I will say is a good little walk, mm-hmm. uh, but it was warm and it was very humid that day. And this guy showed up. I mean, you would have thought he ran a marathon. <laughs> like his shirt was absolutely soaked, and he was also like heavy breathing and just like, oh, I don't know how you guys do it here. And I'm like, yeah, I you know people, but people just think because Ohio's not like an ocean. Right. Uh, that it can't possibly be that humid there. It is because Ohio is just ridiculous. So why not add in like super oppressive humidity? Well, and I've heard breathe? too, it's a lot of the moisture that comes off of like the soybeans and the corn here. Oh, like, that makes sense. From the leaves. So it just makes the air more damp. And I can see that too, I yeah. guess, because like that, I mean, I guess that would make sense why we have like really green grass and stuff here is it's just like the the vapors that come off of those leaves and things. Um, but yes, we have another coworker who also lives in Phoenix and she visited here one time and she, it was in March of all, all times. And she said, when she got off the plane, she's like, I could feel, feel the humidity. Like the second I got off the plane. Oh my and I was like, in, in March? March? <laughs> I was like, you should be out here crazy. in June. June oh, July. Can't even walk outside and breathe. Yeah, it's, uh, that's, that's bad. Um, I'm really thankful. This is the first, I mean, I'm 38. This is the first time that we have had central air, which sounds ridiculous, but we just, it's always, and maybe it's an Ohio thing, but none of the houses we've ever lived in have had it. It's always just been, you know, like window unit air conditioners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So I'm pretty thankful at least that we have that going for the summertime. Um, and I don't know. I'm on a mission to find good beaches so that I can just beach it up all summer long, at least, and not feel so miserably hot, at least if I'm in the water, maybe. That's uh, my wishful thinking for for now until I'm sweltering in the sun, and I'll be complaining about that in probably a month or so. So tune in then. Uh, I'm sure You I'll could be... get you a tent for the beach. Well, okay, so some beaches, though, you're not allowed. Like, I remember okay. you saying that. There being a whole Facebook group that I was, it's, I was just yeah, saying, people, you, you should guess. be the one that brings the tent. <laughs> and be like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, I did And here, I don't think the beaches are as bad. North Carolina, I know Ocean Isle Beach for Oh, sure. maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. Um, They allow you to have those, I think they're called like smoothie shades, where it's like a one single pole and one continuous piece of fabric that kind of just blows in the wind. But you're only allowed to have them within 25 feet of the dunes, like no closer to the water. That way they don't block anyone's view. <laughs> um, but it's like, who's seriously measuring? Like, okay, oh, that's 26 feet. We better back it up. Like, When we went on vacation last year, I wanted to lay 
in one of those chase lounges with the umbrellas, uh-huh. but I couldn't figure out how to work the umbrella. So it's like, oh, now I look no. like an idiot and I don't want to ask anybody for help because they're going to be like, what kind of moron doesn't know how to open an umbrella? But apparently this one, oh, <laughs> apparently no. this one does. I need to get a new chase lounge I, just to send Tan in the backyard and not have to lay out. Like right now I lay out, we have one of those like, and it was like a yard blanket that like folds into itself into a zippy bag mm-hmm. or you can unzip it and ta-da, it's like a picnic blanket. So a lot of times I'll lay that out to just try to lay out in the sun on. But man, the ground is freaking hard and everything here, even though we're not next to the ocean, is sandy. Mm-hmm. So like if my foot accidentally hangs off or whatever, even though it's in the grass, like it's also now covered in sand. And that gets annoying to have to brush off all the time. So I just need a good little lounge chair i'm gonna try to make that happen sometime soon yeah well they'll be coming out soon if they haven't already i know i you know i should check because i guess down here probably is already some of that stuff out yeah um i'm still of course in ohio timeline where spring's just now really starting uh we yeah, were of course this weekend and it was just like all the trees here are like actual leaves already not budding not flowers not it is full-on just like regular trees now and in ohio it is definitely not it's no. getting there yeah um but it was it was just interesting to see i guess as the first time i experienced the difference between the two for springtime and when we got back i was like man everything is just like we are already done with all that blooming stage of life here it's just back to summer uh yeah i bet if you check like odd lots or something i bet they've got some of those Lounge Ooh, chairs for idea. or maybe even Ollie's too. That's, that's yeah. Check them both out. Cause yeah, I'm not trying to pay. I looked at Sam's Club and I am not trying to pay like a couple hundred dollars for a freaking lounge chair. I know. Yeah, uh, that is a hard pass here. Like, mm-hmm. let me pay like forty bucks and get through a season or two, and I'm good. Yeah. Uh wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. I have one in my shopping cart on Amazon, but I just have a. I haven't bought it. The trigger, because <laughs> <laughs> for the yeah. same reason, it was like it's like sixty-two dollars or something like that. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I I'm gonna wait. <laughs> yeah, I I feel you there. It's uh, but gosh, I do really love to love out, lay out in the sun. Not even, I mean, the tanning is nice, but like just the warmth. And I usually put my earbuds in and either listen to music or a podcast. Like just the just the peace that it brings and the warmth makes me happy. I mean, the suntan is nice too, but. Uh, I just really like being out in it. I don't know. Um, Mom always loved a suntan. She used baby oil and iodine because that's super old school. Uh, I'm certain like probably skin cancer causing combination because it's like a freaking magnifying glass. Yeah, I was going to say oil. Like you're just heating up oil. Like, But man, I will say she also always got impeccably tan. Uh, Yeah. It was was a good old school combo, I guess. Do you remember the sun in? Hair yes, spray. they still make it. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! But you just sprayed into the different pieces of your hair, and it basically was like peroxide that bleached it throughout the day. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We thought we were super cool in middle school because, like, mom wouldn't let us get our hair bleached or frosted or whatever through the cap, but she did let us do that. Um, and I just always remember like putting it in and then checking it like every ten minutes. Like, is it doing anything yet? No, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh. Maybe just making you brassy and orange to where you need a tender, right. but that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, that or lemon juice. We also always did lemon juice. In our yes. Hair. Yeah. Uh, man, the 80s and 90s were good times. 
I remember my mom every few weeks putting lemonade on our hair um, for like 15, 20 minutes at a time with like a bag to strip the rust out of our hair because we had really rusty irony water when I was growing up. And so I still remember this concoction to this day. It was a cup of conditioner and a packet of Kool-Aid lemonade. She would pour that in there, stir it up and then lather it all over your hair, put a trash bag or like a grocery bag hmm. over your hair. Sit with it for like 15 minutes and rinse out. You want to talk about itchy it was I'm just that. trying to figure out like what factor the Kool-Aid would have added in concoction with the conditioner. I don't know if it was like because it was yellow, it was to like lighten it up. I don't know. I honestly don't know. But That's it was wild. itchy. But I'll tell you though, my hair was super soft when um oh my gosh, we it was conditioned for 15 minutes <laughs> with a cup of conditioner. Need- that's hilarious. We might have to try it. Um, if you're listening to this point, thanks, because we've we've been here a while tonight. But tell us, do you have any childhood concoctions for your hair that you swear by or any like home, I don't know, not remedies, I guess, but, you know, things like that that you grew up on that, I don't know, you just don't hear a lot of that stuff today. And I guess and nowadays you can Amazon a product for just about anything, but I assure you it's not lemonade, Kool-Aid, and conditioner. <laughs> uh, so i mean i just feel like you know sharing is caring if you want to get a hold of us tell us what what you did to your hair in your childhood we'd love to hear it and maybe not feel so crazy on our end of the world but um all of our social media is the same you can find us on instagram facebook tiktok uh everywhere at needlesooks.co or you can email us spelled all the way out needlesooks and dirty looks at gmail.com um or lastly of course if you want to join us over on our facebook group uh, Needle Silks and Dirty Looks podcast year long stitchathon. Uh, we talk about our temperature projects, a bunch of other fun stuff there. So you can hit us up. Let us know what did what did you uh, get into and what crazy concoctions did you do? Anything you still do to this day that you would swear by? Because I mean, I got really long hair, and if you've got a secret that you're holding out on, I would be extra grateful for you guys sharing. Um, otherwise, hit us up next week. We'll be here. Bye. Bye.